Hello and welcome to the show, everybody. This week, Disney is planning additional work on Avatar Land at Animal Kingdom, and there are more plans for Frozen at Epcot. And later on, we're going to be talking about uh, My Magic Plus, My Disney Experience, and all that stuff. We're going to be giving you and us, I think, a refresher course on that. Uh, from uh, Live from the Bob Varley Studio here in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. <laughs> This is The Diz Unplugged, episode number 768 for the week of January 20th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to The Diz Unplugged. I am your host, Dustin West, and joining me at the table this week, we have my good friends John Magi, Kevin Close... Kathy Whirling, Corey Martin, and back in the production nook, we have associate producer Craig Williams, and from the Disunplugged Universal Edition, we have Mr. Rhino Clavin. Well, welcome, everybody. Again, I'm your host, Dustin West, and uh, for the new show today, I am filling in uh, for Pete Werner, who is taking care of some uh, family business today, and uh, he'll be with us next week. Um, but uh, in the meantime, I'm here, and you guys are here. And we have a lot to talk about, but first, uh, how's everybody's week been going Good. so far? Yeah? Kathy, I know you've been on a cruise. Mm -hmm. How'd that go? It was great. Um, I guess going along with that, I just want to thank everybody that offered me uh, well wishes and tips. I did my first 5K. I'm still here to talk about it. It was great. I think I'd do it again. I'm not going to do a 10K, and I'm not going to do a half marathon, but... Um, <laughs> I could do a 5K again. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, saw the saw the video you had the videos you had on uh, Facebook and all the pictures and stuff of you and your daughter running that. Or I was know, sort of was... like in a fog when we got to the end of the thing. Katie's are like, "Go ahead, go," and I'm like, "Okay, keep walking." And then when I stopped, I couldn't stand up straight. <laughs> I don't know if that's like a side effect from it. I don't know if I was bent over like walking the whole time but when i stopped i like wanted to tip over it's oh. really weird anytime i do something like that now i've never walked that much of a distance that intensely um but i always get like this weird tunnel vision i don't know if you got that like you when you stop walking everything around you keeps like moving and it like starts to tunnel in okay maybe i need to go to the doctor yeah that's, <laughs> what was your time kathy i don't even know i finished it was, it was. It was. I think it, it was, was like six thirty a.m. Is that was that what time it was? <laughs> it's, um, it's early. Yesterday. She just got off. The I, I think it took about an hour. I think it was about that. Good for you. Um, you know, I broke it up. It was three point two, three point one. Yeah. But I broke it up into sections, and the first section was the parking lot at Epcot, and then you come out on stage in Mexico. And you walk around the World Showcase, and then they take you backstage. And they took me backstage to areas I'd not seen before. So that was cool. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, oh, hey, you're showing me something I've never seen before. This is cool. And then you come back on stage. And then when you can see the finish line, it's like, yeah, I don't care who you are. It's like, yeah, I can do this. So it was fun. And That's then awesome. yeah. we went to, um, you know, we took the cruise. Mm -hmm. and, and that was part of, that was something new for them this year and the first part that was really cool was we got to pull into castaway key at 11 30 at night and wow. you know that's something everybody's always wanted to do is to be tied up 
at Castaway Key overnight. And then we got to get Kathy's off the kinky. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then we got to get off the ship at like 6.15 in the morning. And to see the island when the sun hasn't come up yet, that was really, and to see the sunrise from Castaway Key. Your and, daughter is encouraging you to show the medals. Yes, and I was just going to say, yes, my daughter made me bring medals today to show everybody. But this is, okay, there this is go. the new medal for the Castaway Key. So if you've done it in the past, um, Katie did the Run Disney version, uh, cool. but this is going to be the new medal. Is it supposed, rubber? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a silicone. And gotcha. for doing that, it was the inaugural Oh, was that's it really? nice. Five. That's really yeah. nice. So that's you know, when are you going to put that on eBay? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> oh no, trust me, we've got about a thousand pictures of Katie with the medal, and this is Katie's for doing the 10k. Cool. So we did a lot of. She did a lot of running. I I was alongside of her taking pictures for some of it, but um, so it was just. Yeah. It's been a neat, interesting. So now I can say that I've done a 5k because I didn't think I'd ever be able to do that. I set family history. Because nobody on my side of the family has ever done that before, except my daughter. But um, you know, it it it's like a personal goal. So it's like, oh, I can do a five k. So anybody that's thinking about doing a five k, you can do it. I've thought about it, but I haven't gotten past the thought. No, you can. You know, I, next <laughs> year. Very, I think it's like being so early. Like, what time do you have to arrive there? Uh, I think we were there at like four something. Oh, that's crazy. And it was a really cold. <laughs> it, it was a really cold day, and yeah. um, Scott Travis from Massachusetts was there, and I'm like, oh, it's cold, but I'm a Floridian. He goes, I'm from Massachusetts, and it's cold, so it really was. But I would rather be cold than hot if you're doing a race. But, you know, it, I feel good now. At least I've made a step in the right direction. Exactly. So. I'm happy to see you've, you've, gotten, you've gotten into it, and uh, you've really enjoyed yourself doing this. Yeah, this, is, so. this is cool. Cool. Well, we do have uh, a few items. I have a few items uh, in housekeeping, actually quite a few, and then we'll uh, run it around the table, see if anybody else has some. Uh, first, and foremost, uh, first and foremost, we have our Diz Unplugged app that you can find in the iTunes uh, app store and the Google Play store, uh, and also in Amazon as well. Um, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel for all our videos. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That was a separate note. First, let's talk about the app. Uh, the, the app has all our shows, all our videos, all our social media, all in one place. So if you want to do that, again, go to the iTunes store, the Google Play store, and Amazon store, and you can get the Diz Unplugged app uh, for your phone and your tablets and that kind of stuff. We also have the, uh, the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash WDWinfo. That has... All our shows, all our videos, all our ride-throughs, all our overviews, everything. Make sure you go to youtube.com slash WDWinfo to subscribe to that so you can keep up with everything that we're doing. Um, Again, especially last week and now this week, everything's a little bit different with all the shows that we have coming out. Um, The Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged is at a new time um, that is now released on Mondays. And this week, the team helps Amy and her niece Darby plan their Disneyland vacation. Plus, the Disneyland Ladies Show returns. That should be interesting. I'm assuming that's uh, Nancy and Mary Jo. I should actually listen to that and uh, check that out. That should be interesting. So that is on Monday. Obviously, today is the Orlando Disney World edition. Tomorrow is the very first episode of The Trip, starring... Jenny Lynn and Teresa, 
and I will be there as well. Um, we're excited about that. We've we've been uh, planning that for quite a while, and I'm excited to get that one running. Are we taking bets if Teresa's going to cry? I don't know <laughs> if she'll cry. Hopefully she, she doesn't curse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So, again, this is at uh, 1 p.m. live. We're also going to have the show available on YouTube and on our show notes page afterwards. And then, of course, Thursday, every Thursday at 1 p.m., we have the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. Anything special happening this week for the Universal Edition? Oh, yeah. Uh, This week we are going to do a 101 of Universal Studios Florida, get a little history, what's in the park, what we like about the park, Uh, you know, that that whole kind of jazz. Julie Martin's going to be joining us this week, too. You might know her from uh, Corey's wife. Uh, (laughs) That's how she likes to be, though. Yeah, I I think that's that's her title, Corey's wife. I'm not quite sure about that. She's also been on the show for nine years. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part of it, but uh, she'll be joining us as well, and I think she has a little update to our review that we did of cowfish this time cowfish with kids so okay we'll sneak that in there too oh sweet yeah awesome um uh also wanted to mention uh we have information on the uh, a couple of the meets that are happening this year i don't have the dates in front of me but i i want to mention uh i'll put it in the show notes page there's a thread for the uh for the new um the new jersey meet for give kids the world um and then we're, we're going to talk about more of that uh, next week, but we do have some uh, information about the Hershey meet in Pennsylvania. Um, that is going to be June 25th through the 28th, um, and currently they have blocked out some hotel rooms at the Hershey, uh, Hershey Lodge, and it's currently the rate is $299 uh, without the group rate, um, and I'm sorry... It's one hundred and ninety nine, so it's a hundred dollars off if you get the group rate at the Hershey Lodge. And last time we were there, that Hershey Lodge, oh, that was that, it is so. That cool. was the best hotel we stayed at all year. Um, again, that's June twenty fifth through the twenty eighth. Um, again, there's going to be a thread. I'll post it in the show notes page along with the other ones that we have uh, talking about the Hershey meet. This year, I've got to go to the Hershey Park. I've got to go to the theme park. Um, that'll be awesome. Um, let's see what else we have. Uh, I don't have anything else in housekeeping. Does anybody else have anything in housekeeping that they want to mention? I don't. X and A? Nope. All right. Well, if that does it for housekeeping, I want to take it next to our poll for this week. Um, our segment this week is about uh, My Magic Plus and My Disney Experience, FastPass Plus, and stuff like that. So... In our poll, uh, we're going to ask you, now that you've had more than a year to experience my uh, Magic Bands and everything else that goes along with it, uh, with My Magic Plus, how do you feel about the My Disney Experience program and the My Magic Plus program? And uh, we'll ask you, do you like it? Do you hate it? Or it could be good, but it still needs some work. And we're going to touch more on that um, in the next segment. And I think there's some opinions there. We also reached out before the segment to people on Facebook and on the Diz boards to see what their thoughts were, and we'll uh, talk about a little bit of that in the segment as well. So make sure you stick around for our next show if you're watching live. Uh, That'll be in about an hour's time. Uh, We'll be talking about My Magic Plus. So that is going to do it for our poll. Let's move over to Mr. John Magi with the news stories. All right. Our first news story. 
Are you ready, Kevin? I'm ready. All right, Kevin. He's ready. Disney could be filing permits for additional work. I lost my thing. On Avatar and Animal Kingdom. The Orlando Sentinel is reporting that Walt Disney World may be filing some new paperwork with Orange County about its Avatar expansion at Animal Kingdom. Two notice of commencements filed by Disney are related to a project called Morpho that is reportedly the code name of the Avatar project. The two permits describe their respective work as, quote, D.A.K. expansion, Morpho 803 completion package <laughs> and yeah, DAK expansion, expansion Morpho canopy mock-ups. No other details of the work is included in the permit description. Although the per- permits don't shed much light on the work, the Avatar expansion, which broke, grand la- broke ground last January, is said to include scenery taken straight out of Avatar uh, and Imagineers also are expected to help create the floating mountains and illuminating plant life of Avatar's world of Pandora. The new land is also expected to have rides, possibly guests riding on the movie's flying creatures called Banshees, and maybe a boat attraction. In addition, the land may have nighttime entertainment that will help the park keep guests in later in the evening. Uh, the timeline of the attraction also coincides with news that James Cameron expects the next sequels to Avatar to not be released until 2017. The only thing I will say about this story is that we know for sure there's going to be a boat ride. Mm-hmm. We've seen pictures of it. We were at um, an Asian education program, and Disney showed us pictures of the boat ride. So that's not speculation yeah. at this point. And it's kind of been in their concept art as well. I think light up flowers is kind of pointless unless you stay open later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very true. But even the floating mountains, those are all in the artist concept. So I mean, that's right. not that's nothing really new. I'm I'm excited to see what they do with Avatar Land. Um, I don't I don't really care what people say about their opinions of the movies in general or the movie currently, and then what will be the the following uh, movie. It's it's going to be beautiful. And hopefully they can, they can capture that beauty of the nighttime and daytime uh, versions of Pandora. But also, it's Disney, so I think there's going to be somewhat of a good story wrapped around whatever attractions they do. Um, but I do know that you know, some people aren't as excited about Avatar and Disney. I think this might have the reverse effect. I think once people see it. I think people are going to walk in there going, okay, I'm going to Avatar Land. But I think once they go in, they see it. If it's done right, they're mm-hmm. going to want to see the movies. Kind of like with uh, Harry Potter. Like I've never, I've never watched a movie, but once I went, um, once I knew I was going, I watched the movies to get excited for the land. I think, I think it might have, have the reverse effect. I mean, that's just me, though. But at the core of all of that, Avatar is still just a rehash of Pocahontas and all these other cons- exactly all these other stories that have been told a million times. So, I mean, the some of the CG might be impressive in it, and it's going to look beautiful whenever it comes to life. But then you go back and watch the movie. The movie wasn't recognized for its acting accolades and in the story development on it. It was known for being pretty and yeah. basically the first big 3D movie and. When the next ones come out, if they don't have a stronger story and better acting and everything that really takes to make a, a bad box, blah, blah, I can't even talk, come so on, I'm just going to quit. No, nope, I'm done. <laughs> All right. Not excited. I completely agree with you. The story really didn't do 
anything for me. I thought Sigourney Weaver was weird in that and <laughs> and, and whatnot. When was that? When was that movie released? Like two thousand ten? Nine. Nine. Two thousand nine. And now the next one's not going to be till two thousand seventeen. Did you hear why? Three in a row. Too, no. I heard. Because he the scripts aren't good. Oh, that was what he said. The scripts aren't there yet. I thought, well, you know, how excited can we get about Bulldoze in Paradise? You know, Jerry Mitchell sang about that in the 60s. <laughs> hey, Paradise, and you put up a parking lot. There is the premise of the movie. <laughs> I am I am excited about Avatar Land. I think it's going to be immersive, beautiful. I cannot wait for it. No matter, no matter what the movies are like, Disney, I think, will do a good job with the area. All right. Well, let's hope so. Yeah. All right. Our second news story, more story about permits. Still ready. Still ready? Disney files permits for frozen meet and greet at Epcot's Norway. Justin's going to be excited about this. I know. Mm-hmm. Walt Disney World looks to build a frozen meet and greet experience at Epcot's Norway Pavilion. The theme park wants to build a new 13,000 square foot building, quote, that will hold a Disney guest attraction and a woman's restroom. According to documents, Disney filed with the South Florida Water Management District. Maps included with the permits show the show show the park wants to build a new area on about 1.8 acres of land mainly consisting of backstage space between the Norway and Mexico pavilions. Previous thoughts were that this that the theme change may just be may just blah. previous thoughts were that the the change may just use the existing layout. Uh, last September, Disney announced it was looking to incorporate Frozen into the Norway Pavilion. That included closing down the Maelstrom ride to replace it with something new themed after Frozen. That ride will, will reportedly be completed by 2016. The theme park has yet to fully disclose what the new Frozen experience may be like, but this meet and greet will add another Frozen element to Norway closer to the World Showcase walkway. Yeah, so they're basically putting in another Princess Fairy Tale Hall in between Norway and, and Mexico, and the, the ride is going to take up the existing Maelstrom building. I'm kind of caught up on the whole restroom thing. Only for women? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's crazy. There's <laughs> probably not going to be a lot of boys in the meet and greet. Like, <laughs> uh, it's like, new restrooms are great. Come on. Well, you're right. They're going to be frozen. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. You're right, Kevin. I am excited about this. Um, I'm, not, I'm not happy to see Maelstrom go. I'm not necessarily happy that this is making its way into World Showcase where everything else is relatively Disney character free Um, but I am excited to see a dedicated space for something frozen and not just these you know last minute put things up. There are precedents I mean the three Caballeros were in Mexico so it's not unprecedented but it's just another you know well, it's nice that people have another place to go see Anna and Elsa rather than trying to get in at Magic Kingdom. Unless yeah. when they get to this, now there's, you know, they've neither one is busy because now they have two places. I don't know. But it seems like, I mean, it's very popular, so I'm sure it'll be busy in there. People were people were wondering how big this place is going to be because when you look at it from the World Showcase walkway, it's a very small space between Norway and Mexico, but it does you know branch out uh, behind 
behind that kind of wooded area where Donald meet, meets and greets people in a sombrero, there's a lot of space back there. One thing to keep in mind is that Epcot's shaped up, shaped like a pie. <clears throat> so in a pie, you have a smaller up front, but it's, it goes out like this towards the back. There's a lot of room, 13,000 yeah. square feet. Yeah. I got to see that area when I Did you? walked through there. They will have to relocate the Norway break room, I think. Oh, no. no. Um, one of the, things, the other things, too, is this will not go to waste. If Elsa and Anna go away and Frozen right. is no longer popular, mm-hmm. this is now just another venue yeah. that they will use for something down the road. This so. is going where that, po- that uh, the ship used to be, right? Um, in, in that actually second, that, to the left. Yeah. Oh, really? It's not? Okay. Yeah, more where Mexico, where mm. Donald, that walkway where Donald meets people, kind of back in there. Part of the story... Uh, on the, in the Orlando one, Sentinel's website shows an aerial shot of where it's going to go, and you'll know exactly where yeah. it is when you see it. You'd be surprised how big it is. That there's space back there. Does anybody have a problem with this, or are people looking forward I, to this? I'll, I find it hard to get excited about things that are like still that far out. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's one of those things. I guess maybe I'm not excited about it, but I would certainly be happy to go see it. I, think I feel the same way about Avatar. I apologize. I will stop stepping all over you. But it's not... I, I joke with you, but I don't get excited about this stuff. It's like yeah. downtown Disney. I'm not excited about that. Right now, it's a pain in the butt. Yeah. Maybe when I get to see it, I would be excited about it, but I'm not... But I don't think it's... And I know Corey has something to say, but I don't think it's something that... you. you Interest you either way. Talking so he doesn't get I, hear <laughs> um, I don't think it's something that interests you that you would be looking forward to anyway. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I, I think my, my big concern is like, when are they going to stop? You know, they had with the whole attraction being a redone and then the, the meet and greet, what's next? Or are they going to get rid of the, the princess dining um, over there and just change it to Anna and Elsa? Is it going to be, you know, when are they going to stop? You know, it just seems like a lot. I know my kids are going to love it. Um, Regardless, they're going to love the ride. They're going to love the meet and greet. But you know, when's too much? Too much. When was the big? What was the last big movie before this one? What was the last big Disney movie? Uh, Wreck It Ralph, probably. Right. Uh, on this scale, I wouldn't say there's been anything quite it's as massive story. since. Uh, well, I mean, if you're going to go with Pixar, then there's a lot in there. But I would say Lion King was the last true Huge. Disney hit before. Frozen. I think if you if you look back and you include Pixar and the success of Pixar in all the films, Disney's done very similar things. I mean, the whole back area of Disney is now Pixar Place, and yeah. so yeah. I think that they they know how to ride those waves. But uh, is Frozen eventually ever going to get to the point where it's like, okay, enough is enough, or is this going to be a timeless classic like some of the other attractions that are there? I think I think Frozen has the ability to be timeless. I don't think it's just a fad. I think in the same way, like you were talking about Lion King or Aladdin or Little Mermaid, I think it has legs. I think it can stick around. I hope so, yeah. since they're doing all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were just having this conversation before it started, but you know, timeless classics are sometimes of a time. Mm-hmm. I mean, things that we consider, I used to teach. And on rainy days, I would show my kids Disney movies because we couldn't go outside and, you know, you run out of stuff to do by like 930 in the morning. So we would watch Disney movies and, you know, we consider things like Sleeping Beauty classics. My kids thought Sleeping Beauty was the dullest thing they've ever seen. And, you know, they'd say, can we do something else? So because fans consider them classics, next generations of children don't necessarily have the same fervor that this generation does. So, you know, we'll see. I I think the scariest thing about this is that 
if Disney is still so willing to change the landscape of what World Showcase looks like and adding this whole new section, where are they going to actually stop and cut the line on screwing it up? It's one thing to make Frozen into into Maelstrom. That's still hidden behind that same uh, facade and building front. It's all the in, on the inside. Same thing went with Three Caballeros. It's, it's not like they built a giant sombrero right next to the building, and that's yeah. where you... You got in to see the three caballeros, but now they're changing that whole front just for Frozen, and that that starts to get scary. What they could do anything after that? They could just go crazy. They could add in Brother Bear in Canada, like was rumored at one point well, in time. I mean, no one okay, wants to I see that. I would not be excited about that. <laughs> no. but, but at the same time, you have you have you know Agent P stuff scattered all throughout World Showcase, and I don't think that you know, throws off anything. Those are tiny kiosks, though, that are just set up. This is a building that's, what did we say, 13,000 square feet on the inside? That's that's a big difference. Yeah, they're really going full, full throttle with this. Yeah. It would be like completely redoing the China Pavilion for Mulan. Yeah. It's, I kind of don't like the idea of Disney-fying mm-hmm. the countries. I kind of always, my thing was always that, you know, even though you're in a theme park, you got kind of a semi-authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that the people of Norway are deeper than Frozen. You know, it, it doesn't seem like, well, that's not nearly Well, true. considering it <laughs> takes place in Sweden, I, uh, you know, Aladdin is in Morocco, miraculously, and now they're in a different country. So, it I... I'm not sure how the country or the people of Morocco feel about uh, Morocco. I'm sorry, <laughs> Norway feel about uh, this whole thing. But well, you know. it's kind of like you know taking a, their heritage and making it an, an Elsa. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, if you had taken out well in the American pavilion, that's not a good thing because it doesn't really represent our history. But taking out the American ride and you know putting in that movie about the cows. Mm-hmm. Home on the range, you know, but it's kind of you know you wouldn't want them to do that. No. That's so I think to myself, I, it's it seems like they could do this with everything, and that's not the update I think most people think Epcot yeah. needs. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. All right, all right. So on to our third and final news story. Hopefully, not as controversial. <laughs> I'm not frozen. Four Seasons Resort Orlando earns triple A's five diamond rating. The Four Seasons Resort Orlando at Walt Disney World earned kudos last Friday as the Orlando area's only AAA five-diamond rated hotel. AAA released its list January 16th, recognizing 121 hotels and 63 restaurants that earned the AAA CAA five-diamond rating in the past 12 months, qualifying them for the 2015 five-diamond award lists. The group, this group of hotels and restaurants represents just 0.3% of the more than 58,000 AAA, CAA-approved, and diamond-rated entities. Uh, of, Orlando, of Orlando's Four Seasons Resort, AAA said the property is, quote, marked by numerous upscale service options. Each room is equipped with an iPad that serves as the radio, resort map, event guide, and newspaper, as well as a Bose Bluetooth speaker system and high-tech keypads that control lighting, air, temperature, and even guest requests for privacy. Um, For additional custom luxury, guests can create their own fragrance at the spa's Aroma Design Bar. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
There's a lot of technology at this hotel. <laughs> this is good. I've never been here. Have you guys? Not been there yet. We're looking forward to staying there, though. I heard it's beautiful. My sister, she you know she works at Golden Oak, so she she deals a lot with uh, Four Seasons, and she she raves about it. I know Pete was uh, pricing it out at one point and said that it is. Much less expensive than what you would expect from other Four Season hotels, but it doesn't seem that they they have a drop in quality or anything like that. I think they just have to be a little more competitive with um, the vast number of hotels that are immediately on property and surrounding Disney. I don't think it's caught on yet. I think we're looking at uh, there's going to be a ramp up to more expensive hotel rooms. I think people just aren't aware of it yet when they are booking a Disney vacation. But, um, you know... There's an impressive accolade for them. Yeah, yeah. it is this area. So especially when they're so so new, and I'm just I'm going nuts over these in-room features that you're talking about, um, especially like the iPad controlling everything, including your privacy sign. We've been I forget what hotel we were in. We we're in some hotel that had that. It's very cool. It's what happens is though that um, you know it's very cool and kitschy, and then once you've done it, it's like oh. You know. Yeah. Now, now I've done it. I've done it. Big deal. I don't yeah. know who cares. You know. I should just... also pick up the phone. Um, I also right. would like to, uh, you know, make my own fragrance. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but um, what do you guys think about the Four Seasons Resort in terms of how it fits within Disney property? I mean, you have the Bonnet Creek Resort, which has the Waldorf, it has the Hilton, and all that kind of stuff. How, do, how does it? How does it fit in? I think it fits in really good in the area where it's at. I mean, you have Golden Oak, these multi-million dollar homes, and you have this the Four Seasons right next to it with this, you know, extravagant right golf course. Is Fort Wilderness in the trailers. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't see though; they're hidden. You know, they're hidden. Anything, you know, it's not please, towering please, above. Please, please, please understand. I don't have anything against trailers. <laughs> oh no! Don't write to me. Um, but it kind of I I I don't think having the Four Seasons there is a problem, but. It's an odd choice to me where they put it. It just seems, you know. I don't think a lot of people really even know that it's there, that when they're doing their vacation planning, that doesn't seem to come up on people's radar. You know, like if they're thinking of the Grand Floridian, I don't get a lot of people that say, well, hey, how about the Four Seasons? So I think they have to establish themselves first to the Disney community. Yeah. What's the one on John Young? Is that the Ritz? That's the Ritz I think that's in an odd location. Another- it's just in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. No, it's in the middle of a very bad place. <laughs> it's in the middle of a neighborhood that's not upscale. Yeah. I mean, it's just, but it's okay. kind of just, they dropped it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just floats there. Um, I don't know. I, I haven't been there, so I yeah. reserve judgment. I, I, I need to check it out. But I think people get confused that, you know, the Grand Floridian. The Grand Floridian is not a five-diamond resort. No. It's just not. It's the fanciest of the Disney ones. And they charge what a five-diamond resort would charge, but it's not. None of the Disney hotels are rated in that way. Right. You don't get the same personalized concierge service that goes along with the Four Seasons. Right. It's it's just a very nice Disney hotel. And so with that said, I think it does fit that clientele that wants to come here and experience the best of the best of the best, you know, golf conferences and stuff like that. And be on property. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, that'll do it for the news. Thank you, John. We are going to move on briefly to uh, we need to reveal the results of last week's What's the Difference um, image that we put up on Facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged. This is 
the uh, the Main Street uh, image that we use a lot on the show. It's also on our website. Uh, so I thought I'd play around with it. Uh, we have the original uh, on the left, I believe, and the photoshopped version of that on the right. And most everybody got it. Everyone said that this one was a little bit harder than the one last week. But here are the differences. We have... Well, there's the, yellow circles on that second <laughs> I can see the difference. <laughs> we have the, the top of the building is a different color. The flag is slightly lowered. And the hardest part of all is I added a little guy in the crowd. <laughs> and oh, wow. some people were able to find it. Most people were able to find it. And some people weren't. Again, I'll post these results so you can see it maybe a little uh, closer up on Facebook.com slash DizUnplugged. We'll also have the next one later on tonight and here's your image for the next what's the difference it's the cove cafe on the disney fantasy we're gonna spot what's the difference on facebook.com slash diz unplugged these have been fun for me i get to go in and you know do my little uh, photoshop skills that i love i don't have uh, a chance to do it too often to be i able was to- never good at that game until you point out where it is and then you go oh look right there but i can never see it oh so can we just the one where you hide like a toaster in the tree i always like the in my highlights, highlights? Yeah. <laughs> at the dentist when you're 12 years old right. <laughs> what about the one when you look at something look at it for too long and it's like it turns into a butterfly yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay so that'll do it for the what's the difference we'll get that up on facebook.com slash diz again that's where you'll find everything the uh the Was poll there a gift card associated with this there's no gift card. This is just for fun. Uh, and we didn't have a poll last week, um, so we'll have a poll winner for next week uh, when you check that out again, facebook.com slash disunplugged. Now, let's move on to the rapid fires. I am going to go first with my roundtable rapid fire, and that is that uh, dates have been announced for the uh, Epcot Food and Wine Festival in 2015, and I've got it marked somewhere here on my computer. And the dates this year are September 25th through November 16th. So that's almost two full months of food and wine, which I'm totally okay time. with. It. Yeah. Now this is the 20th anniversary of the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival, and there's going to be some special things going on for the 20th anniversary. I'm going to put a two in front of the, of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then they won't take it down for 20 more years. 18 months. <laughs> um, the Festival Welcome Center uh, is going to feature a wine shop where you can purchase your favorite selections as, uh, as well as other event souvenirs, as usual. Um, the event is once again sponsored by Chase, who offers the Disney Rewards Visa card and their debit card. Um, there will be a special lounge in the American uh, Pavilion for uh, for uh, Chase customers. There's still more details that need to come out for the 20th. We have the dates right now. Uh, we're going to have a link in the show notes page, uh, and you can keep track of that when they get all the uh, the menu items and all the different new uh, booths and stuff like that. It's my favorite time. There will probably be a frozen drink booth don't you think i think so yeah, yeah. In, in place where the the new pavilion is supposed yeah, yeah. to go they'll have a, a little booth that sells like the f- frozen frozen everything everything japan frozen. i'm looking forward to the food and wine festival but uh that will be my rapid fire i'll move on to john please all right mine is if you want to book a disney cruise line vacation for 2015 you have to do it like now <laughs> like stop watching put us on pause and go do it now uh the ships are about 80 percent occupancy this is from disney cruise line uh the 
the sailings that are pretty much full or at capacity are the Alaska, Europe, and Miami sailings. Oh, wow. Yeah. Your best bet for getting a sailing in 2015 now is a seven-night out of Port Canaveral. but Probably Western, too. Probably I, know, I know there are some discounts on Western, seven-night yeah. So Western. this affects the, the Caribbean sailings as well. Correct. Yeah. Filling... Wow. Yep. So it's 80% occupancy for 2015. So, you know, we try to tell people book early. You really have to book early. If you want 2016, I know the whole year's not out yet. But if you know you want to travel in that first quarter of the year, book now because they're just going to keep filling. And we always talk about how, you know, how much more expensive it is going to Disney Cruise Line. They're filling up. So they're not going to lower their prices. Right. So do you think this means Disney's going to bring on another ship or they're thinking about another ship? Not for a long time. Um, what I understand is what I read on the boards is the the shipyard where that's usually built is like booked for the next fifteen years. Oh, so unless okay. they go somewhere else to have it built, or they're doing it under assumed name, like Royal Caribbean. How soon before do you think before Disney goes to Cuba? Now that they've lifted the, <sighs> I hope tomorrow. <laughs> I would love to go. Wouldn't you love to go to Cuba? Yeah, that would be. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. I would conversation. love to go to Cuba before it gets spoiled. Before yeah. it turns Before into, they build the Hard Rock Cafe. That goes to St. Mm-hmm. Thomas, yeah. you know? <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about Cuba, but if you haven't seen the uh, the very New Year's special on SNL live from Cuba, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Um, is this a... Is Before this a, we... You don't, think, you don't think Disney's going to go there? I don't know. No. I think all of the ships are going to go there eventually. eventually. everybody will go there. You think so? It's 90 miles off the coast of America. That's true. I think it's going to be a, a major stop. I'm sure it would be beautiful. You see it every time you take one of those Caribbean cruises. You you float right by it. And they always point out we're passing by Cuba. <laughs> Bring on the now, cigar. is this something that happens normally every year? Is this the a result of the time of year and people are uh, planning their vacations? No, actually, we had uh, heard that towards the end of last year it was at seventy five percent, and we were trying to you know encourage people to book then. But yeah, it's filling up fast. I just think it's a function of the economy. It's a function of how popular Disney Cruise Line is. It's a function of the advertising. I can't go to the movies now yeah. without there being a Disney Captain Cruise Log. Right, exactly, a Disney <laughs> Cruise Line commercial. So I've been seeing a lot of Disney World commercials uh, recently, especially you know once the once the year turned over. Yeah. 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 On the radio, everything. Yeah. I would think, I think a lot of people think back a few years ago when the economy was bad that, oh, Disney's going to, because there's a lot of people that they're like waiting for that discount. And Disney doesn't need to do discounts on the cruise line anymore because people are booking without them. Every once in a while, excuse me, we see a military discount mm-hmm. or uh, annual pass holder or a Florida resident, but it's usually very limited. And it's for a sailing that's not that far out. So what they're doing is as they come up towards sail time, they figure they're going to fill the rest of the ship with those. But they're not drastic discounts, and they're not widely available. Mm. It's true. Cool. All right, that's it for mine. Thank you, John. Mr. Kevin. I have people asking about our Diz Unplugged Dreams exclusive Backstage magic trips. We have one in December of 2015 that still has a couple of spaces available. We had a bump in people booking this week, and it made me think maybe I should let people know. It's There are eight spaces left available. That's it. And then it is sold out. So if you're looking to go with us, it's a great time to go. The Christmas decorations are up. 
It's just a fun time to go. You it guys just did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, dates this year? December 13th through the 18th. Disneyland does Christmas right. And now after having done the seven and sevens, I have a whole new appreciation for the amount of Christmas decorations Walt Disney World has. Mm-hmm. But I will say that Disneyland is still on a completely different level. It's, it's an amazing time of year to take that trip. It really is. And it's... It's a heck of a trip, that ABD. So if you're interested in taking one of the last eight spots, um, Kevin at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. That's the last trip we have any space on. Everything yeah. else is sold out. Yeah. Our um, Oh, one other thing. We had talked about adding, we have that sort of mashed up trip where we go to San Francisco and Backstage Magic for in July for the 60th anniversary of Disney World or Disneyland. We had a great deal of interest in people doing that, so we added a second trip. And unfortunately, we have canceled that. All of that great interest did not transfer translate into people actually providing their credit card information. <laughs> so I apologize to the handful of people that did book, but that August 1st trip has been yeah. canceled. And we're doing that riverboat cruise in October, and that ship is completely sold out. That's not us saying it's sold out. That means there's no more rooms. So the the Backstage Magic in December is the last Diz Unplugged Dream Strip that we have going in 2015 with any space available, and only for eight of you. (laughs) Cool. Thank you, Kevin. Kathy? Okay. Mine is um, for the um, Flower and Garden Festival. They have changed the name of their concert series from the Flower Power to the Garden Rocks. So this year we have, um, starting off with the Gin gin Blossoms, Pablo Cruz and Vogue, Starship, the Orchestra, starring former members of ELO, the Village People, John Cicada, the Guess Who, Taylor Dane, Little River Band, and the only one that seems to be left over is Herman's Hermits. That's the last <laughs> one. He's sort of there all by himself. I can see why they would change the name. It's sort of gone away from that 60s, 70s yeah, sort of band thing. Too. Especially if they're throwing In Vogue in there. Yeah. Um, that's a very eclectic mix. Yes, <laughs> it is. It is. Garden so, Rocks also sounds like a product you buy at Lowe's Home Improvement. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's a tie-in there. Maybe they're going to do a... Oh, who knows? Sponsorship. But Herman's Peter Noon can sit there and go, you know, back in the day when it was Flower Power, he can tell everybody because he's the only one left. I like Garden Rocks I do or too. Flower Power, yeah. whatever you want to call it. They're always fun. They're free. It's uh, you got to get in line earlier for some of the mm-hmm. more popular ones. I think uh, Gin Blossoms will be pretty uh, popular for you know my generation. I think and for uh, people who like them in the '90s, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm going to well, check them Herman's out. Herman's Hermits was fun when I went because Katie heard of them and that was somebody like from my generation and he has still got it he is he does he more, still he has that stage it's crazy he's got so much energy but I said Katie was just excited she's <laughs> like no that, he wasn't the one that did that so it was like a chance to have a family bonding moment and it was watching all the people of like my generation you know singing and dancing and the younger people looking like what the heck are they doing yeah and also with Herman Hermits it's like every song it's like they did that song yeah they did that exactly. song I didn't know that yes yeah. there's good times and there's not so good times we went and saw Little Richard and he was fantastic <laughs> He was weird and funny and everything you want Little Richard to be. And then we went and saw Petula Clark. 
Petula probably should have stopped a while back. <laughs> Pastor Prime a little bit? Um, yeah. Chubby Checker was always there. He's not on the list, but like now he's got the girdle on and he can't. I mean, like he used to be, you know. But Changes no. of the garden rockers. Yeah. Just singing a rocker. Cool. Well, that sounds fun. We'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. Corey? Mine kind of goes along with what Dustin had. Uh, the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin announces dates for the sixth annual Food and Wine Classic. Uh, the dates are it's February, I mean uh, October thirtieth and the thirty first. The doing tonight. it for my birthday. Oh, nice. <laughs> are you going to go? Probably. Yeah. yeah. Those are the dates last year too. Was it? It fell on Halloween last year. Yep. Did did it really? We oh. actually went. Halloween. I think it was the thirty first and the first. It 1st. really did. Really? Really? Really. Really. I'm surprised it's the sixth annual. I thought it was going on longer than that. Oh, it does. That seems yeah, like it just six. seems just like yesterday. Yeah, it though, does. That they started it. I think it's fun. We love it. No, it is. I'm, I'm going to give you just a little bit uh, more information. A two-night outdoor uh, festival will feature more than 40 stations with culinary, culinary selections from the hotel's award-winning restaurants and wine from more than 30 wineries. Guests will also enjoy live music, a beer garden featuring local and seasonal brews from around the world, and food and beverages seminars led by the hotel's chefs and certified beverage experts. So you can do the the a la carte tickets, but you can also get these uh, food and beverage seminars too. If I remember correctly from when we went this past year, the the beer garden was a separate entrance fee, I believe. It was a little bit more on the ticket. Yeah, it was like a a separate add-on to your your ticket. But that beer garden was pretty cool. I know one of the complaints that uh, Pete had when we were all there was that it was much more focused on alcohol than he in wine and beer and stuff like that than food the balance was not quite there the issue i have is that they're giving away wine for free and we understand why because you know the vineyards are coming in and wanting to sell their product but you have to pay four dollars for a soda well, yeah 275 for a soda i was gonna say oh, water and soda are not included right so isn't that crazy so it seems like for those of us who don't drink it's like all right we have to go and pay for a soda that doesn't seem fair so maybe they can work something but, out next year they're selling soda this year. The first year you went, you had to like find it in a back it alley. Was like, in, in, like in a uh, basement. <laughs> down by the gym yeah, or something like in that. In the gift shop. Right. You, there was no place to buy a soda. So at least they're realizing that. This also isn't like a, um, an event that I would you know, bring kids to. You don't see a lot of people strolling, mm-hmm. strolling their kids through. I mean, we this, is, this some, is an adult. We did see some kids last year because of the band. The kids love the band. And they were really like good. This really is. I yeah. agree much more. Yeah, you're not going to find chicken nuggets. Too. No, no. (laughs) right. And the other thing is, I would describe this as like a really big cocktail party. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think we go every year, and I don't think you get to walk ten feet without running into someone you know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It it reminded for those of us who have been to like press parties and media events. It reminds me of the way they set that all the different booths and the atmosphere. There's a DJ. There's a band. There's crazy lighting. It's. It is such. It, it's like taking the food and wine festival at Epcot and condensing it into one space, and having it for just a couple nights and making a huge party out of it. I like the all you can drink, all you can eat, <laughs> and all you can eat. I definitely yeah. do. And the food, I think the food is good. Mm-hmm. I, I've said this before. I prefer this model to the food and wine festival. Mm-hmm. I would, um, I would buy a wristband at food and wine. Oh yeah. And whatever they charged, and then just walk around with it and, and say, I want that, I want that, I want that. And the idea, standing there and paying every time for everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you travel with a bunch of people, and it's like, 
all right, I paid last time, you paid this time. You know, it's just, I find that to be a bit of a hassle. Mm-hmm. They, the other thing they do at the uh, Swan and Dolphin mm-hmm. is there are tables and chairs all yeah. over the mm-hmm. place. We never had an issue finding a right. table or chair. And we would always, we kind of took over a giant table, but when people were out getting food, other people would come up yeah. and say, can I sit here and eat this? And of course you can. So. That's the problem I find at Epcot. I, I, agree I with get that. I get tired of eating on top of a trash can. Yeah, I know, yeah. really, right? I know they're trying, maybe trying to avoid the bottleneck situations right. that happen so much, but still, I mean, come on. There are I, times when you just think to yourself, "All right, I, I just want to sit down and eat this," you know. Like so, I even think they could invent something that snaps on to the top of those brown trash cans <laughs> that yeah. you can still use a trash can, but it snaps on, looks like a little table. There needs to be more flat. Yeah, surfaces. come on, yeah. come on, Imagineers. You there can was do that. A, a, I'll send you a sketch. A time period, maybe two or three years ago, where they. You could see that the amount of tables was going up, and it was like, oh, there's a lot of tables, and now it's going back down again. Um, I love the Swan and Dolphin Food and Wine Classic. It's awesome. Get a room. (laughs) If you're going to be drinking. That's my advice. (laughs) Cool. Well, thank you, Corey. We have Mr. Craig in the back, who I believe has a rapid fire. I I do. It's not a great rapid fire, but it's We're going to talk about it for 10 minutes. Um, we can try. I'm sure there's a lot of jokes that go along with it. But uh, so Disney Parks blog posted last Wednesday, I guess, during their Wildlife Wednesday series about their Adopt a Retired Horse program through the Disney Equine Adoption Program. Uh, so basically, uh, Disney Horse, whether it's at Disneyland Paris, Disneyland in California, Walt Disney World, the horses only live there for about seven to ten years before uh they are considered no longer worthy of being uh, a Disney horse anymore. And then after that, of course, there's there's two options. They either go... <laughs> it is. It is. They, they either go to the glue factory and they oh. get all churned up or you can adopt them. That's why the burgers at Pecos Bills are so good. Yeah. Okay. It's standard horse meat. It's legal now. Um, but anyway, so... If you are a horse person, I know there's lots of horse people out there that like to adopt there's horses. There's a lot of horse them. people there who probably don't like the fact that you said they go to the glue factory. <laughs> it, it's just they go facts. and they watch the glue be made. Yeah. I don't understand what's wrong. They're taking a field trip. Field trip. Yeah. Yeah. Watch I've it. been to an aloe factory, but I'm not aloe. <laughs> I like the fact that they're no longer worthy. Uh, they're not worthy. <laughs> Those were his words. Yeah, well, they, that's not part of the press. So really? it's it's very much in, in along the same lines as an adoption uh, program for like race horses and stuff like that. Do you get to keep the horse? Yeah, you're adopting yeah, it. Yeah, you're adopting it. It's so, not like those things where you give money. And yeah, a dollar and like watch I, your I horse eat. Manatee. Remember when they first? <laughs> remember when they first brought the Harley Davidson store to the uh, Disney uh, uh, downtown Disney, and everyone said, "Who would buy a Who would buy a, a Harley while they're on vacation?" It's kind of like who would adopt a horse while you're on vacation. Well, the good news is you don't have to actually adopt the horse while you're on vacation. You can email them at twdc.equine.adoptions at disney.com. Eventually, they're going to have Disney horse. Yeah, those, those overweight luggage fees would be <laughs> through the, the roof. Stations are not using anymore. No, they're going to have those pictures that for just ten dollars a month you can. That's right. You can have Sarah McLaughlin singing yes. about them. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the arms of an angel. Does anyone watch that commercial? That's, I got to lip it right away. Yep. All, all joking aside, I think. All of us at the table can agree it's a good thing to adopt oh, yeah. animals yeah. who need to be adopted. I don't know that I could adopt a not worthy horse, but I'm sure there are people yeah. out there that I'm sure it's do gonna that. be popular. Well let's I, also talk mm. about the fact too that 
I don't know about those other areas, but here in Walt Disney World, in this part of Central Florida, there are a lot of horse farms. Yep. There are mm-hmm. farmers oh, yeah. who would use horses, so I think if they can get a, for, a, a horse that they could still mm-hmm. use, they'd jump at the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, the people that get horses and uh, just for pleasure or whatever, I mean, they, they love their horses, and I think for Disney fans, too, that's a perfect way to mix that. I mean, how many people out there can actually say, I own a Disney horse? Yeah. Right. So For two years. Yeah. You're gonna see. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's gonna die. You're gonna see the theme park connections <laughs> next to that monorail body that they're trying to sell for last five. You're gonna see it in Middle IA with duct tape and a handle strapped to his back, and someone's gonna cry and convince you it's carrier. <laughs> Let's end that one, Craig. Thanks. You're welcome. Uh, I have one last minute uh, rapid fire that uh, Mrs. Nicole Mancini was very kind enough to provide for me. Um, this is actually kind of cool. Um, at the at the Disney Resort Hotel gift shops, they are now selling cases of Dasani water for six dollars. Uh, this is this is a big deal because obviously, if you were to get a twenty ounce bottle of water, it's like three dollars and twenty five cents or something like that. But the case has uh, twelve ounce bottles. It's twenty four twelve ounce bottles, so it's the little guys. Um, but it's six dollars at the hotel i think that they probably got fed up with all the people that were trying to ship it in and they had to lug it around so disney decided hey let's sell it and we can make the money instead right. of everybody well, they else they realized that most of the water in florida is really not that good yeah it's terrible it, it you know i'm sure they see all these people that come in making these these grocery runs especially at maybe their dvc, uh, DVC resorts and their um resorts that have kitchenettes or kitchens um but everybody brings a big thing of water one way or the other. Either you go to Walmart or Publix or you bring it in the car with you. Oh, a um, lot of people ship it down, too. $6 is not bad Man, for 24 no. They're bottles. saying it's $16 a case from Green Grocer. Oh, my goodness. Is that a delivery option that you can get? I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just repeating. I don't know what they're talking about. Is it, oh, yeah, so that's one of those folks that will you can buy your yeah. groceries ahead and have them delivered to it. So here's hoping that if they're going to do this, that a box of cereal won't be $7 in the gift shop at some point. Or a case yeah, of good beer. Luck. <laughs> yeah. Won't be Six pack bucks. of Budweiser's yeah. like $15. But yeah, that's, that's my uh, little last minute uh, rapid fire. So I think that is going to do it for our new show this week, unless anybody has... Anything non-horse related they want to add at the end, end of the show? I just want to let the chatterati know we don't know what green grocer is because we live here. <laughs> right, we don't have to. I don't have things delivered. I think it's probably Garden Grocer. There's a there's a website called Garden Grocer. Um, we go shop. Probably, I don't know if it's the same thing. Yeah, probably like that. Same, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I'm we live here. <laughs> <laughs> Good. No horses. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged. If you are watching live, make sure to stick around. In a few minutes, we are going to have our discussion about My Magic Plus, uh, the Magic Bands, Fast Pass Plus, a refresher course for everybody on that. Um, and we will see you next week with a, another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Goodbye, everybody. Have a nice day.